In this house, you'll hear from courageous people who have stepped into their power after turning challenges into grit that creates, motivates, and levels up. I'm Parker Phoenix, and this is my house. Welcome to House Momentum. Welcome back to season two of House Momentum. I wanted to personally thank everyone for listening. It's been an amazing and inspiring experience hearing stories from everyday people who are simply stepping into their power. This is what it's all about, and I look forward to sharing more empowering stories this season. I'm kicking off season two with Latricia Talley. She is a Nashville-raised actress and writer who currently resides in New York City. Her notable performances include co-starring in NBC's Law & Order SVU, CBS's Blue Bloods, and CMT's Still the King. Latricia is also the creator and host of the weekly web series called Monologue Mondays. You're from Tennessee, and I've actually been to Tennessee, but I've been to Knoxville, Tennessee. I don't know if you're okay. familiar with that area. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed so from- it. Yeah, I'm actually from Nashville, Tennessee, which is about two and a half, three hours away from Knoxville, depending on how fast you drive. For me, okay. it was three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I actually went to college at UT Knoxville. So I'm, oh, I'm really? very familiar. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. I liked it. it. It did have like kind of like this artsy vibe to it. And I've never, I've never been to Nashville and I want to go. I've heard at Nashville is go. a lot of fun. It's totally different from Knoxville. And I'm surprised that you said Knoxville had an artsy vibe. And I guess probably because I went to college there, I'm very used to it being, being very much a college town. But, um, but yeah, you have to go to Nashville and it's totally different. Okay. I'm definitely going to make a trip. I keep hearing so many good things about it, but I can imagine it being quite different <laughs> to New York City. <laughs> how has that been? And how, how long have you lived in New York or, or moved from Nashville to New York? I actually just celebrated my four-year New York anniversary this Yay! week. <laughs> or was it last week? Last week. I don't know. Time is time is weird right now. I don't know. Time <laughs> is a recently. funny thing right now. Yes. Nah, and okay. So I mean, obviously, there's no place like New York, but you know, moving from Nashville to the city, and not to say that obviously there's differences, but did you notice a difference maybe about yourself that you didn't expect? in the move or or how you've grown or how do you look has your outlook changed on anything um just kind of curious to see if you've kind of looked at yourself differently since moving that is such a great question uh yes the person that I was when I moved here and the person that I am now are two totally different people and it's funny because I feel like I'm always kind of constantly trying to make sure that I maintain a balance between staying true to who I am as a person and also trying to blend that with what it means to be a quote unquote New Yorker. And for me, Mm -hmm. especially coming from the South, it was, you know, I'm very much outgoing and just always want to talk to people, you know, talking to strangers on the street, waving, smiling, you know, all of that. And I think New Yorkers get such a bad rap because a lot of people are like, oh, people in, in New York are so mean. And I'm like, no, actually, they're just very direct. I have yeah. my experience here. <laughs> my experience here has been that New Yorkers are actually really helpful. They're really cool people. But I say they are very direct and they are very passionate. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, that's, a, that's a nice way of putting that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just think that they get a bad yeah. rap. 
Um, but for yeah. me, finding that balance for me was, okay, so for instance, when I first moved here, I went to a Broadway show with my friend and we were walking around Times Square and of course I'm, you know, as you call it, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm walking around Times Square just kind of looking at everything, <laughs> smiling, cheesing, waving. And sometimes they have people in Times Square either wearing the costumes or, um, you know, representing whatever Broadway show is out and they'll be handing out flyers to the show and things like that. And I forget what show these people were representing, but they were all dressed up in their show costumes and they were handing out flyers. And I was like, oh my God, I was just so excited. I was like, oh my God, hey, yes, I'll take a flyer. And I was like trying to hug the person. Don't ask me why I was trying to hug the person. That, <laughs> but I was trying to hug the person. I guess I was just so excited. And my friend was like, no, no, you cannot hug people. Do not touch people. Like, don't do that. You don't do that in time stop, square. Yes, yes, stop having conversations with random people on the subway which also I, I've realized now it's not even subway it's train but you know <laughs> but yeah, so I, and initially I, I felt that my first year in New York I felt that I had to dim down myself and I kind of mm-hmm. went into like an, an almost a depression because number one I was in an unfamiliar pe- place And number two, I was being told, oh, you can't do that. I can't do the thing that I've been doing all my life. You can't speak to people. You can't just be so bubbly and outgoing like that. It puts a target on your back. You can't be you. You can't be yourself. Exactly. And for me, I was just kind of grappling with that. Like, what does that mean? Like, and so I'm like, for me, it felt like, oh, I had to, I have to be dark. And, you know, I would get on the train sometimes and. I would, I felt like I was putting on this whole other persona. And I guess this is also where being an actress came in to help because I felt like I would literally, I literally felt like I was a a totally different person walking the streets of New York. After my friend told me that I was just like, you know, very gruff and like frowning all the time and, you know, had my headphones in, wasn't speaking to people, not giving eye contact, just Mm, 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 mm. and after so basically you're describing me on a regular basis (laughs) (laughs) so after a while for me yeah for me after a while that started to that outer persona that I was trying to portray started to seep in and for me it just it felt uh, it felt icky and it felt so not right and so for me now I definitely have to find that balance of Still being who I am, still being, you know, this very kind and outgoing and very much Southern hospitality type of personality, balance that with just being very intentional about how, who I give that to, how and when do I portray that. Right. So I don't have to be a totally different person. I can still be myself, but just being more intentional about how much energy I'm giving to certain people, because it is true. You can't be like that in New York. You will definitely get taken advantage of. So it's, it's, <laughs> yes, you <it's>, will. <laughs> And and I've learned to be a little bit more discerning as well. Um, so that's yeah, it's... The, that's the word you just took it out of my mouth. I was just gonna say that that's that's all it is. And but I, what I like about you is you are yourself. You and it's you. It is different to be around someone who is just, I guess, bright eyed and bushy tailed, as you described. And it's not common in New York. And it's a shame. I think like a lot of people are to themselves. Everyone's on the go too. Everyone just has something that they're like focused on, other than mm-hmm. themselves Absolutely. and other people um so it is nice to to kind of meet someone where 
you're very open and yet obviously be aware like okay who can I be that way with but right. uh definitely a habit like be yourself just, just be yourself a hundred times absolutely over because it's gonna get you further than anything and anything in life absolutely you're an actress which mm-hmm. is amazing uh I'm always curious to know how people embark on this how did you you know, what What about acting captured your attention, made you want to be part of the industry? And how did you even go about that? How did you start that, that process? So I will say that I have been an actress all my life. Before I even knew I was an actress, I was an actress. Before I even knew what mm-hmm. the quote unquote industry was, I was an actress. I remember being younger and just watching TV and literally recreating anything that I saw on television and film. One of my favorite TV shows growing up was um, The Big Comfy Couch. And I remember sitting on my oh, couch. Yeah. Yes, where the it was a clown. A clown and her dolly, Lunette and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> she was super flexible, but right? Like she like did she the clock was. thing with her legs. She was. She did the daily <laughs> clock exercise. And she sat on this big couch. And every, she would always just pull stuff out of the couch. Yes. And so that's what I would okay. do. I would, I would sit on the couch and I would have all, like, I would have blankets, toys, whatever my props were. I'd have them tucked in the couch cushions and I'd be playing along with Lunette and Molly, pulling stuff out the couch. <laughs> and at the end of the episode, the whole place was messed up and she would look around and she'd go, Who made this big mess? And the camera would zoom into her and she'd be like, Me, you know. And then, and then, you know, it'd be time for the 10 second tidy. And she would literally tidy everything up in 10 seconds. Of course, as a child, I didn't know that it was, you know, edited and sped up. And so I would literally right. try to clean up my mess in 10 seconds like she did. And I was just like. <laughs> I forgot so about I that just, part. She did do that. <laughs> yes. So I was all into it. Just playing along with her recreating. And so um, that, and my mom also, uh, my sisters and I, when we were younger, my mom always had us in some kind of activity just to kind of keep us engaged and busy and staying out of trouble. And so we were in Girl Scouts. We were in dance, cheerleading, whatever. And another thing that she used to do is she actually used to stage our home videos. So you know how like parents are always taking videos of their kids just, just in their natural element. My mom actually used to stage ours. She would give us scripts to say, and we would react it. You know, we would have to recreate, you know, what she, oh my <laughs> what God, she gave that us was to fun, work though. with. And, so, yeah, and some <laughs> of it would be based on stuff that we would do naturally. I call her the producer. Like, now that I think about it, she's, she, was, she could probably be a oh, really yeah. good reality TV show producer. <laughs> because it was oh, based yeah. off of things that my sisters and I would naturally be doing. But she would be like... Oh, that was good. Now do it this way. Now say this. Now do, do this. Action. Right. You're doing it wrong. And I remember. <laughs> right. I remember uh, one particular one. I think it was like my sixth birthday, and um, I was literally sitting on the couch, quote unquote, watching TV. There was literally the TV wasn't even on, and I was sitting on the couch watching TV. And my mom comes up with the camera, and she's like, "Latricia, what are you doing? I'm just watching TV." what are you watching? The news. She's like, well, is something special about today? Yes. It's my birthday. Like, oh my God. So dramatic. So clever. So, so, so yeah, good. I have literally been an actress my entire life before I even knew it. 
And then as I got older, um, I would participate in community theater shows. In high school, I was a part of the speech team. And in college, I was a part of a theater production company. So it just kind of, it's literally just been a whole through line throughout my entire life. And then, of course, I started making money off of it and doing it professionally. And here we are now. (laughs) Wow. And moving to, to, from Nashville to New York, was it to start, like, taking it more seriously? Was that the intention or... Um, it was. It, yeah, okay. It was for sure. I've always wanted to be an actress. Once I figured out, like, okay, all of this energy and and activities that I'm doing, okay, actress. That's what this is for sure. I once I knew that I did want to be an actress, um, I New York was the goal, and theater was and still is my first love, and so I, I wanted to move to New York to pursue theater. However, I didn't really know like how to really do that and also education has been a huge deal in my family and so mm-hmm. they were like you're going to school you know right. and so they've always been really supportive of me acting but they're like you're also going to go to school you're going to mm-hmm. quote unquote major in something real quote unquote uh and so for me I was like okay well um I'm going to be a news anchor. I'm going to study journalism and then I'll transition into acting that way. And, <laughs> and I How actually, are you my interned, life right here. <laughs> I interned at a couple of news stations while I was in college and I was like, Oh, you know what? This is not actually what I want to do. Um, so the news route just got thrown out of the window. And of course I had odd, odd jobs here and there, but eventually I made my way back into acting, moved to New York to pursue theater, and in the process of that, also got interested in commercials and film and television work as well. Amazing. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, I I get why parents are like, hey, no, you got to do something real. And and hey, I get it. You came from a different time. It was a different time for our parents, a different way of thinking and different stories. Everyone has their own situations. But it's also like, well, and I got as I've gotten older, it's almost like, well, what's the point? <laughs> if I can't do what I want to do, right? What is the point of this thing called life here? Um, right, and I and think that hit for me. them, their definition was was basically they they're working to survive. There's no, we don't have exactly. the luxury of doing something that we love to do. This is something that we have to do. And I think our generation yeah. is like, well, why can't we have both? Exactly. And my mother had me when she was, she was 16 um, when she had me. So she definitely wasn't uh, promoting any um, large dreams. It was very realistic. It was very much, no, you have to do this. You have to do this, survive, survive and, and take care right. of yourself and get a good job and all of that. And which is fine. I totally understand where she was coming from, but then it gets to a point where, you know, I, not to say that we have the luxury of of being able to achieve our dreams. Maybe we do. You know, I don't have children. I assume you don't. We don't have, you know, these means that require us to actually stress out about bringing X amount of money into the house all the time. Maybe that's just, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just a way, a way of a perspective on it. But at the same time, especially when I was working at my office job, you know, just miserable out of my mind, I did have moments where I was just like, this is it forever. This is right. this is what's gonna make me happy. 
because it doesn't. And I could not fathom and still can't even fathom having that be forever. And I think anyone who who's at their job and that's what they're thinking and that's what they're, they're daydreaming about or just having this conversation, this inner dialogue with themselves all the time, that's for a reason. I, I'd rather actually try it, try it out and actually go for it and achieve it in some way, way or form than be safe or yeah, stick with plan A. Which, yeah, that's going to kill you. It's going to drive you crazy. Um, that's mm-hmm. why I think a lot of people are probably, you know, and what's even more sad is you could probably ask 10 people on the street, what the, what was their dream and what are they doing? And no one's going to say the same answer. And that to mm-hmm. me is even more sad. But props yeah. to you for actually really going for it, really pushing through it, despite all of that. You know, I actually would listen. I, I, I entertained those insecurities or entertained those, the plan A versus the plan B. And I don't regret it, but for people like you who actually was making it and make it very adamant to, for it to be part of your life through and through, that's that's amazing. So definitely um, an, an achievement on its own because it's hard enough just to listen to yourself and kind of not listen to all the external voices in society right. and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Now, you know, is there any highlights that you've had? Because, I mean, from theater, now you're commercial and you do TV as well. What has been like a highlight, either project or something that you've worked on? I guess a highlight and one that you're most proud of. Because I can imagine there's quite a few things so what are some yeah. of those those things that you've you've experienced so highlights I would say some of the highlights of my career thus far have been joining the union so I'm a part of Actors Equity as well as SAG Astra so that was a huge deal to me oh yeah and that is a huge deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge I could not wait to put those on my resume um those those are definitely highlights um what else oh being on law and order svu a tv show that has been on for over 20 seasons used to watch it forever and now i'm on it come on what and that is huge yeah huge huge and being in a pepsi super bowl commercial oh fun yeah those are those are some all of those are highlights so far thus that's far so cool. those are like huge highlights oh my god and even working on that set i will say it was very much a well-oiled machine and everyone was super nice and just very welcoming and it just just ran so smoothly amazing like, okay oh. and to your yeah to your other question projects that i'm most proud of anything that i have actually done for myself Projects like I started a web series in 2016 called Monologue Monday, and it was a 26 episode web series where I gave a tip about the entertainment industry and then performed a monologue. And that web series actually developed just kind of out of me needing some content and trying to just put myself out there. And it was scary. It was challenging. I was all in my head about it and I was just amazed at the response that it got because I was like nobody's gonna care but like people would reach out to me and just talk about how excited they were and they were waiting each week for the next episode and when the season was over people were like are you gonna do another season we want to see more and I was just like I can't believe it so and this is a project that I was so scared to do from jump 
And so, yeah, that's one of the projects that I'm most proud of. And another project is called Rosa. It's a one-woman show that I do in tribute to Rosa Parks and the Civil Rights Movement. And that actually Amazing. came from, yeah, that came from um, uh, my mentor, rest in peace, Barry Scott. Uh, he created it, wrote it, and directed it. And that, in addition to Monologue Monday, that is another project that challenged me so much. A one-woman show, I did like, 10 plus characters on stage by myself I was terrified and especially the the material too it was just so so precious and I just I didn't want to mess it up you know and right. I, I feel like doing those two projects made me a better actress and a better person so those are the two projects that I am the most proud of singer or songwriter you asked them what do you enjoy most about your job is it performing is it writing is it creating the music when it comes to being an actor or actress, do you enjoy being on set? Do you enjoy the character development? Do you enjoy actually doing the work and performing? Is there a certain aspect that you enjoy more than others when it comes to it? Even though I know it's, it all kind of is, is so involved, but there is a lot of preparation going on. So is there any aspect of that that you enjoy more than others at all? Honestly, I love the entire process. And it has even taken me a minute to say that, truthfully. Because number <laughs> one, like auditioning, oh my God, auditioning used to be the bane of my existence. I used to be like, look, I'm talented. Just hire me. I can show you. Believe me. Believe me. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. I can do this. I, can, I promise you, I can. But Give me but a chance. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me. But yes, now I can truly say that I do enjoy every aspect of it because, yeah, it is a process. So I love just taking something from like the, the just this idea and watching it flourish from stage to stage. Even if I go back even now um, that more self tapes are being requested, I love it even more now because yeah. I can visually see the progress. Like I can see what I submitted and I can see like what the final outcome is. Even with the script, the script may have changed from the time that I auditioned from the time that we actually yeah. take it to set. And so just that process of creating and watching the characters evolve and change and grow and the transformation from hair and makeup and then actually getting on a set and seeing this world. Because of course, before you get on set, even at the audition, there are with with the script of course there's a world that they show you on the script but a part of that is you have to create yourself and so then also right. taking what your idea of what you thought it was going to be and actually seeing the creator's vision of it once you actually get to set and just and then once it's shot you know or performed or whatever it's like the whole process is just so exciting to me and there's still aspects of the process that I'm still learning and every time I learn something new I'm like ah oh, that's so cool you know like it's just for me yeah. it just never gets old it never gets boring which is why you know you talked a little bit earlier about having a plan b and yes I have worked other jobs but like this has always been a through line and for me I don't have a plan b because honestly I can't think of anything else that I would rather do honestly yeah so honey if this don't work out <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing I'm just gonna keep on pursuing it and pursuing it and pursuing it one thing you're not gonna say is she didn't try <laughs> exactly so. and you weren't happy that's the, like mm -hmm. 
I've been around people who, you know, make X amount of money, CEO of this company and da, 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 da. And some of them are miserable and you can tell Absolutely. just by being around them, you know? And, and if there's one thing that it really is the key to kind of getting through this whole situation called life is getting through it in a, in a, in a way that it, it serves your highest good. And if that's what it means, then so be it. And I, I kind of like that there is no plan B. There shouldn't be a plan B because a, a plan A needs all your focus. Where your focus goes, your energy goes. My focus and my energy needs to be on the number one, the the, the, the A, plan A. And mm-hmm. so long as your focus is in that direction, things are going to happen no matter what in that way. It's not going to mm-hmm. steer you wrong when all of your energy is engrossed in, in into all of that. So no, I definitely yeah. agree with you 100% on there. And I agree with you now. Like I was doing, you know, working at, various jobs in, in marketing. I was your standard marketer and I'm happen to be good at it, but it didn't mean this was, Oh, I enjoy, you know, getting creative and, and talking about marketing goals and metrics and benchmarks. No, <laughs> I wanted to die. So it was such a mask that I, you know, a lot of people put on to convince yourselves, this is my life. This is not who I am. If there's one thing, especially talking to everyone that I do talk to on this podcast, that is the number one commonality. Everybody is themselves. Nobody is wearing a mask. Nobody is going about this a different way. You're really listening to yourself. Um, so, th- and that's that's why I love talking to people. And this is why I have this podcast is because of that. It's tough because when you are being yourself, first of all, people are always going to have something to say. And always. so it's like this, yeah, it's like this battle of, well, do I do this to please them do I do this to please me or how are they going to think about me what are they going to think but at the end of the day like do you you know oh like, yeah I feel like absolutely yeah I mean there we have it enough you know the the negative things that we tell ourselves is enough just take that pressure off and just be you because somebody regardless exactly of what you do somebody's gonna have something bad to say somebody has something bad to say about the Dalai Lama so (laughs) exactly especially in this day and age has there ever been a challenge for you whether it was auditioning and you bombed or being on set and just dealing with certain people any challenges that you overcame or you can look back at and say you know what I'm actually happy that happened absolutely and I could tell you story after story But what it all boils down to is the biggest challenge is for me is my mindset Mm -hmm. and how, how I think about certain things, how I respond to certain things, how I talk to myself. Um, And I think that once I tuned in to, to what my mind was saying and started being really intentional about what I did with those messages, that helped me get, and again, this is still a work in progress, but it's definitely helped me to get a little bit in front of the challenges or it, or at least to mm-hmm. deal with them a little bit better. So if I did bomb an audition, I can go back and be like, okay, why did I do that? Was it nerves? Was it me not being prepared? Uh, was it some negative self-talk? You know, was I hungry? Was I sleepy? you know, what was it, you know? And at the end of the day, it's, it's always something, I think for me, something 
that happened up here in the mind. And so I feel like once you conquer that, it helps you to move forward a little bit more smoothly and, and just kind of handle the blows a little bit easier. And again, like I said, it's a work in progress. <laughs> always. It's always a work in progress. But and, I'm happy and, you said it's your mindset, though. I really am happy you said that because we are, are we self-sabotage all the time. We're our, our hardest critic. We are, are in our head all the time. Half of the things that, that fail or don't work, it's because of, I did it to myself. And we don't want to blame ourselves. It's so true. It's so true. Absolutely. I started, and people think I'm crazy when I tell them this, but honestly, like I started to like have a conversation. Like this, this person has a name. I've given this person a name because that ain't me. Those (laughs) negative thoughts, that ain't me. (laughs) No. And so the ego. It's the ego. That's what it is. Yeah. Like whenever (laughs) a negative thought comes in, I I receive it, and then I'm like, oh. Mm-mm, that ain't me. Mm-mm. Shut up. Like something like if an audition request comes through and it's something that's not my type. And I'm thinking, oh, well, why did my agent submit me for this? This isn't my type. I'm never going to get this. They're never going to see me as this. Oh, wait, no. No, 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 no. That yep. ain't me talking. That's mean Mona over there. <laughs> Shut up, Mona. <laughs> Shut up, Mona. Let me memorize this last so Let me do what I got to do to put out this bomb audition. Because if you, and also I try to combat that negative thought with something positive. So, okay, if the thought was, oh, this is not my type. If the negative thought is, this is not my type, then the positive response to that is, this is not what I usually go out for. That's great. This is going to challenge me. This means they yep. see something in me more. You know, they want to see what I can do. They see that I got range, you know? So oh, whenever yeah. a negative thought comes in about something like that, I try to recognize it and address it with a positive. So Absolutely. You know. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That I I I now call those limiting limiting beliefs. Oh, absolutely. It's that's a limit exactly what you, they are. You're, yeah, you're putting and, and I catch myself now. I make a point to to catch it. So as soon as I'm like, "Oh, I can't do that," I'm like, "Wait a minute, why did I say that? Why do mm-hmm. I think that this is not for me? Why do mm-hmm. I think that I can't achieve this?" And when you go into the why, it can be a little. You could re- discover something about yourself that you didn't realize. How maybe mm-hmm. uh, a lack of self esteem. Wow, I didn't realize that I thought about that way about myself. I got to change that, and you'll never have that belief again when you actually like really address it like you're doing. So that's amazing. But it really is the mindset. It's amazing, amazing what the mm-hmm. mind can do, can trick you, can enable you. Um, yeah, it's, it's like a gift. It's, it's a huge gift, but oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we just once you learn kind to of control get it. Because look, you already yeah. have so many people telling you no. Why are you telling yourself no? Yes, that's so true. You already have so many people or external forces that are against you or don't, you know, see things your way. Why, why believe that? They're not you. They have no idea what's going on up here. They have no idea what's, what you're capable of. Um, yeah, when, when you start thinking that way, it becomes a very empowering, um, I want to say just, you just, it's like this aura of empowerment that I've never felt before and and it's that's this is pretty new for me so 
I, I think at one point, yeah, you, you can be seen as cocky. You don't want to be cocky, so I can't be that way. I have to be, you know, you, it's always submit, submitting yourself lower and lower. Um, mm-hmm. And as actors, you just can't do that. Now, are there any upcoming things that you're going to be involved in anytime soon? Anything that we could possibly see you in? Yes, I do have a project that's coming out. I don't know when it's coming out because it's actually still filming right now. Um, okay. I don't know if I want to say the name of it quite yet, but it's going to be on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, no, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's actually a series. Uh, it was initially a movie that was made in the, I guess it was the 80s the movie came out, and now they have turned that movie into a series. So, um, oh. I don't know if that if that's enough clues for you to guess what it is. That, hey, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> if it came out in the 80s, I love 80s and movies. It's a, it's, and... a, it's a period piece. So the movie came out, I think, in the 80s, I think. Um, but it was based in the 40s. Okay. And now mm-hmm. is it going to be based present day? No, it'll still be based in the 40s. So they've just kind of taken okay. um, the premise oh, of the movie I love that. And, and kind of expanded it, yeah, into a series. Yeah. And it's, Ooh, and it's interesting because it's definitely, yeah, it's funny. It's, and I love it because it, it takes place in the 40s, but they have been very intentional about inclusivity. So there's subject matter. Um, there is, they cover like sexuality, uh, gender norms, uh, diversity, uh, civil unrest, like so much. It's just, ah, wow. it's so good. It's so good. I love it. I love it. Love it. Thank you so much for visiting House Momentum. I'll definitely share once this episode goes up, maybe we'll have an update as to when maybe it'll be released. And I'll definitely share it on the um, House Momentum's Instagram page. But thank you again so much. And I look forward to seeing all the work that you'll be doing in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to contact House Momentum or learn more about today's guest, email housemomentum at gmail.com.